Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the Truth Hurts program. It is January the 13th, Thursday, and this is Steve Z, your magnanimous host. I've got a lot to talk about this morning, so let's get right to it. If you've listened to this program long enough, you know that my personal motto for Taco Bell is the fart is only as good as the food you put into it. But Taco Bell has done something that even I am pleased with. The company just announced that they will be returning one of your favorites to their menu soon, within the next few months. In fact, the pandemic-induced departure of the Mexican pizza from the Taco Bell menu was disheartening for many Taco Bell fans. Some said the company used the excuse, it takes too long and too many ingredients and our lines are backed up around the building so we're getting rid of it. Others say they used the term Mexican, which could be construed as racist, even though it just means Mexican, as in from Mexico. So, like many, I will be waiting with bated breath for the return of the Mexican pizza to the Taco Bell lineup. You ever listen to Dr. Anthony Fucci? What do you do when you see him on your television screen? I immediately turn the TV to another channel because all I hear when I see that little weasel, that little worm, that little war criminal is... I drown out the little clown because I don't believe anything he says. Oh, he may have gone to college for an extra 8-10 years to become whatever the hell he claims he is, the director of the National Institutes of Health, gropey Joe Biden's personal medical advisor. He may have all the letters behind his name, but I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. And what's he weigh, a buck 30, buck 40? Even with my bad shoulder, I'm sure I could toss me a Fauci quite a distance if given the opportunity. He has changed his mind more than the average American changes their underwear. What was it, 14 days to flatten the curve? 100 days of social distancing and we'll have this under order? Oh, we can't wait to develop herd immunity? Then he changed his mind and said, no, there'll be no herd immunity. You got to get vaccinated for this. There was the tennis match known as you don't need to wear a mask. Oh, yes, you do need to wear a mask, but you won't need to wear a mask if you get vaccinated. Oh, yes, you do need to wear a mask. And while you're at it, wear two masks. Then there was we'll be in the clear by the 4th of July and this thing will be behind us. That's 4th of July of 2020. Of course, a year later in 2021, he couldn't even remember saying that. He hangs out with Biden too much, methinks. Now we're in January of 2022. So the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus of 2019, 2020, 2021, and now 2022. And people are still listening to this clown, this little weasel, this worm, this war criminal, a man who helped by his own admission and then denial, but we know the truth that he was instrumental in the gain-of-function research performed, which turned a previously untransmissible-to-humans virus into a highly transmissible weapon of war. 
What do you have to say this morning, Dr. Fauci? Mm, shut up! As I said, we are at day 13 of the year 2022, the 13th day of January. And in eight short days, it will be the one-year anniversary of the inauguration of gropey, mopey, dopey, little girl fondling Joe Biden, your commander-in-cheat. And a new Quinnipiac poll has just been announced. Gropey Joe Biden's approval rating has hit a new all-time low. One-third of Americans, actually less than one-third of Americans, approve of the job that Gropey Joe Biden is doing. A new low for this resident of the United States. He, my friends, is a feeble-minded dementia patient who does not deserve to be the president. He certainly did not earn it. The Quinnipiac University poll, which is usually favorable to Democrats, liberals, progressives, wokes, showed gropey Joe Biden's approval rating had dipped slightly from November when his approval rating was at 36%. It continued a downward spiral and a continuous troubling trend for Mr. Biden, whose approval rating has steadily declined in every single Quinnipiac poll released over the last several months. It follows a broader trend of underwater polling numbers for Gropey Joe as he continues to grapple with a series of difficult issues, such as massive inflation, the highest in 40 years a persistent coronavirus pandemic that he said he would shut down if he were elected, but it has gotten three or four or even five times worse when you look at total case counts. He's had disagreements within his own party. His build back better joke is failing and every other one of his initiatives is not doing well in Congress. The only thing he is still trying to take total credit for is a bipartisan infrastructure bill that he signed into law. Bipartisan means Republicans were involved as well. The tough polling numbers that we found in the Quinnipiac poll as of yesterday, January 12, 2022, are attributed largely to poor marks from independent voters. Almost two-thirds of the independent voters polled say Biden's performance sucks. Only 25% moderately approved of Biden's joke presidency. His approval numbers have even taken a dive of more than seven percentage points since November with Democrats. Among registered voters, 35% approved of Biden's performance and 54 disapproved, according to the poll. This is just Democrats, right? Wow. Also hurting Biden's approval rating in the poll was a majority of respondents disapproving of his mishandling of key issues. The poll found 57% of Americans disapproved of Biden's handling or mishandling of the economy. 54% disapprove of his handling of foreign policy. 55% disapprove of his handling of the pandemic, which was once considered a bright spot for the clown. The poll did show some cause for optimism for Biden, supposedly, with the midterm elections on the horizon. Respondents were split on which party they'd rather see win a majority in the House. 43% preferred the GOP. 42% say Democrats. That still means more people think Republicans should be there. 45% say they'd like to see the GOP in control of the Senate. 41% say Democrats. 
The survey was 1,313 adults the week of January 7th through 10th, taking place after Biden's speech marking the anniversary of the Capitol insurrection and claims to have a margin of error of 2.7 points. You're heading south, Mr. Biden, and Southerners don't like you. Beetlejuice has spoken. Beetlejuice, you remember that movie. Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago. Kind of looks like that bug-eyed creature played by Michael Keaton in the Beetlejuice movie. Even her hair looks the same. What an ugly female. My God. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be insulting. Yeah, yeah, actually I do. Because this woman is a joke and a clown. She pandered and catered to the unions. That's what helped get her elected. That and the fact that she beat on half dog skin. But primarily because unions decided she bees a Democrat. And they bees voting for a Democrat, especially when it's a gay Democrat female. Lori Lightfoot has announced that teachers in the teachers union that she slammed just a few days ago are going back to work. Take a listen. I'm pleased to report that the Chicago Teachers Union House of Delegates uh, voted to end their work stoppage. That means teachers will be back in classes tomorrow and all students should return on Wednesday. We know that this has been very difficult for students and families. Our goal throughout this entire process was to both get our students back to in-person learning as quickly as possible and prevent work disruptions for the rest of the school year. Switching completely back to remote learning again without a public health reason to do so would have created and amplified the social, emotional, and economic turmoil that far too many of our families are facing. Very well-spoken, Ms. Lightfoot. And you didn't piss off the union by giving that speech. But here's the bottom line. Five days of classes were canceled for 340,000 students before Lori Lightfoot announced a tentative deal that had been reached to return to in-person instruction as of yesterday. The Democratic mayor celebrated the agreement while the Chicago Teachers Union said they prevented health care collapse with the short quarantine. Really? You guys have got to stop lying. This is getting out of hand. Milwaukee Teachers Education Association President Amy Mizialko told the New York Times she anticipates a fight with local officials about possibly extending remote instruction. In San Francisco, while trying to step around the feces on the sidewalk from the local homeless, the teachers union is fighting for a more robust testing program. John Coniglio is the president of the Columbus Education Association, and he told Newsweek, learning is not normal. We have massive staff absences. For example, we have a high school today that had 21 staff members absent. 15 of those were classroom teachers. That's 75 periods that will need some sort of substitute. I would just say that rigorous instruction probably is not going on, even if the kids are in school. So if politicians are selling the narrative that everything's normal in school, it's just not. I'm telling you, my friends, these unions are walking all over the Democrats for whom they put in power. The Democratic Party's relationship with organized labor is very important, said Dr. Peter Francia, director of the Center for Survey Research at East Carolina University and a so-called expert on the role that unions play in politics. Union endorsements are key for candidates running for office, 
especially the Democrats, because they're most obviously at risk if they clash with those organized labor unions who put them into power. Working people have expertise, though, my friends, in what makes their workplaces safe. But not just the workers, the students who have a yearning to learn, a desire to succeed, and need hands-on, personalized instruction. And if the unions can't find a way to do that, then the unions and the teachers in those unions are failing the students that they are supposed to be teaching. Basically, what these teachers in these unions are teaching students is, if you don't like the way things are, just piss and whine and moan and cry and bitch and strike and just walk out. It's perfectly okay. Now, when those teachers retire and they start needing the services of their former students who are then working in the workplaces, and those students say, screw you, old person, I don't have to do that. I'm taking your example. I'm not coming in today. I don't feel like feeding you. I don't feel like working on you from a healthcare standpoint as you, my former teacher, sit there and vegetate and rot in a nursing home. The teachers in those teachers' unions will have no one else to blame except themselves, for they have taught their students how to be snowflakey, whiny little bitches. And that's the truth. And sometime in the near future, or even the distant future, the truth hurts. Attention men, real men. Are you having issues in the bedroom, or the backseat of a 1980 Chevy Citation, or anywhere you want to rise to an occasion? You know what I'm talking about. It happens. Sometimes things just don't stand up like you want them to. But don't worry, the problem might not be you. It might just be that woman you're trying to please is just plain ugly. Admit it, you want a supermodel, but instead you have a supersized, not-so-happy meal. Or maybe she's just a butterface. You know, she has an okay body, but her face. Either way, the problem is in your hands. And that's the problem. Once you admit the truth, you'll feel much better that it is not a medical issue with you and your tug-of-war buddy. Phew, that's a load-off, right? But in case it is you, we may have a clinical solution to your problem. Erection Pharmaceuticals, the makers of Bagadix for Women, has introduced two new erectile dysfunction medications and we're just itching for you to try them. Mycoxofloppin is an as-needed topical rub that is guaranteed to eventually make your little friends stand up and salute. Just rub in this topical steroidal cream for 10 to 20 minutes and eventually you won't have to worry about her. The solution is in your hands, literally. And for those who prefer a pill, try our other product, Mydixadrupin. The same great ingredients, just in pill form. Swallow this pill and think about hot girls in bikinis. There you go. That's the ticket. Mycoxofloppin and Mydixadrupin are registered trademarks of Erection Pharmaceuticals. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any medical condition and is not approved by the FDA or any legitimate government agency. Use this product at your own risk. Contact your doctor for any erection that lasts more than four hours. You luck. Devil you. Now, by now, we've all been warned. It's been on every single news program that I've seen. CBS, NBC, ABC, MSNBC, CNN, Fox. The health experts, as they call themselves, are saying it is highly likely that no matter what you do, you can mask, you can double mask, you can vaccinate, you can boost, you can stay socially distanced. But this highly transmissible Omicron variant will eventually affect every human being on planet Earth. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it except delay the inevitable. As the Omicron variant continues to rage throughout our country and beyond, many employees are now enacting stricter, ridiculous policies involving vaccination and testing for those unvaccinated employees who feel that their own 
personal choices should dictate their health care issues. Though at first hesitant to enforce such policies, many big banks are now stepping up to make their positions known. The CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, one of the largest banking organizations in the world, Jamie Dimon, has advocated for work-from-home policies since the onset of the pandemic. But this week, he followed the Biden into saying, quote, We believe that going to work is a good thing, that people deal with each other for innovation and creativity, and just humanity is a good thing. We're not trying to be consistent, because as you pointed out, there are different laws and different requirements in cities and states and schools, so here we're adjusting locally. So in our main headquarters building, we have a vax mandate. But remember, 97% of the people are vaxxed. So to go to the office, you have to be vaxxed. And if you aren't going to get vaxxed, you won't be able to work in that office. And we're not going to pay you to not work in the office. We're not looking for nirvana here. You're not going to find it. Meanwhile, across the banking sector at the Citigroup, Citibank say that they will be enforcing vaccination mandates that they announced in October. Per a company memo, Citi, C-I-T-I, will place all unvaccinated employees on unpaid leave beginning tomorrow, Friday, January 14th. And if they don't have proof of vaccination by the end of the month, they will be terminated. Their statement says... You are welcome to apply for other roles at City in the future, as long as you are compliant with City's vaccination policy. If you are not vaccinated, we urge you to get vaccinated as soon as possible. Last month, Goldman Sachs told their employees that it will require all employees who choose to work in office in the United States must show proof of a COVID booster shot, effective February the 1st. They plan to increase COVID testing for all of their in-office employees in the U.S. to twice a week. That double shot of sticking something up your nose began this Monday. And yet, you have heard from the CDC director as well as the CEO of Pfizer. The vaccines are not effective after 30 days. And when it comes to the Omicron variant, if you have received a Pfizer shot, you are more likely to catch the Omicron variant of COVID than an unvaccinated person. And these are medical facts, which the CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, had no choice but to admit to the American public. Why are these banks so far behind the curve What is the reason, the methodology, the justification for making their employees get the jab when we now have medical proof that the jab does not keep you from getting COVID, does not give you immunity from COVID, and only anecdotal evidence suggests that having the vaccine in some fashion or form might, and that's the key word here, might lessen the severity of a COVID outbreak. Rochelle Walensky also said in a news conference that 75% or more of all of the COVID deaths recorded 
were in people with at least four comorbidities. I will explain that terminology to you. I'm sure most of you are intelligent enough to understand it. But for those of you on the left who tune into this program, comorbidity means other life-altering conditions which will lead to your death. Morbid obesity, other immune disorders, heart conditions, massive respiratory issues, cancer, blood disorders, cystic fibrosis, muscular dystrophy, or some other disease, HIV or AIDS positivity. 75 out of every 100 people who they claim died with COVID. That's their new term, by the way, not died of COVID. And we'll go into that in just a moment. 75% of those who died with COVID were already knock, knock, knocking on death's door. They had no choice but to admit that previously, while Donald Trump was the president, it was the standard policy of America's healthcare system at the behest and direction of the federal agencies who were monitoring these COVID deaths, as they called them at the time, to report anyone who died of any cause as a COVID death if their body had one widow COVID cell inside of it. That means, yes, the Florida health director had no choice but to admit on camera that the guy who died of a high-speed motorcycle impact crash did die from a motorcycle crash and not from COVID. But that little smartass with his smug facial expressions had the audacity, the nerve, the unmitigated gall to say to the camera, but there's no way to know if his COVID caused him to crash. Of course, there's no way to know. The body's already been cremated and put away. The man had a couple of COVID cells in his bloodstream. He was racing a motorcycle and crashed into another object, which killed him immediately upon impact. But that smug little turd in the Florida hospital system at that time had the audacity to classify that smashed up human pancake as a COVID death. Now the truth is coming out. The truth is beginning to hurt those who were spouting all of the lies about the Wuhan China novel coronavirus in the United States of America. This is the Truth Hurts program. Daddy? Yes, son? You think we could take the boat out this weekend and do some fishing before school starts? I would love to, son, but I just don't think it's going to happen this weekend. Or any weekend anytime soon. Why not, Dad? First, they're locking people down at work again, and since I'm considered essential, I'm having to work more and more hours. That sucks, Dad. And besides that, we don't have any extra money right now. It's back to school time, and your mother has to go shopping to buy your school supplies, your new shoes, your uniforms, plastic sandwich bags, and containers so you can take your lunch every day. And all those things cost money, son. But Dad, you work six days a week, 10 to 12 hours a day, and Mom works too, and I know you make pretty good money. Where does it all go? 
Well, I'm glad you recognize how hard Mommy and Daddy work every day, son. You know that even with all the overtime, a large chunk of my hard-earned money is grabbed up by the government, and they abuse that money in many ways. What do you mean, Dad? Well, son, first the federal government takes almost a full third of my paycheck before I see the first dime. It's called income tax, and the overtime gets taxed even higher because the government thinks my overtime is some kind of bonus. Then, the state takes their 10% cut right off the top, and then our city government takes their cut, and the next one is even more disgusting, son. It's called FICA. That's the money the federal government takes from dad and mom's paychecks and sends to people who are too lazy to get jobs and those who refuse to work. Basically, son, I'm working hard to pay people to stay home. That does suck, Dad. Yes, you're right, son. It sucks the life right out of my paycheck, that's for sure. Dad? Yes, son? Why don't we just go down to that public giveaway and get some free school uniforms and shoes and supplies and maybe a basketball and some other free stuff that they're giving away? Because, son, we have something called pride. Not the sinful kind. Just proud of our hard work, proud of our achievement, our accomplishment. We don't take charity or handouts or welfare. That's one reason some people call us privileged. Well, we can't be too privileged, Dad. Not if we can't afford to even go fishing one more time before school, while all those people who refuse to work get all that new free stuff. Welcome to America. For those of you who unfortunately have to live in a large city, or work in a large city where parking meters are common, think about this. Number one, your tax dollars paid for that street. You paid to have that street constructed. You've already paid for it. And now you have to rent quarter by quarter or dollar by dollar a space with which to park your automobile so that you can conduct commerce or participate in the workforce. Think about it. When you drive into any downtown area and you have to park there on the street at one of those parking meters, you are in effect paying once again a user fee for using a road that you already paid for in property taxes, in road taxes, in road use taxes, you know, those nine-tenths of a cent or those multiple cents per gallon you pay each time you fill up your vehicle. You're paying also every time you use a toll road. Well, scammers right now have found a way to not only get you in trouble for parking at one of those meters, but they are making money off of you in the process. According to Business Insider, scammers are putting QR code stickers on parking meters in big cities to trick people into paying them instead of paying the municipality for whom those parking meters provide funding. Cops in San Antonio said they found fraudulent QR code stickers on parking meters throughout the city of San Antonio. QR codes, you scan them with your phone, they take you to a website where you think you're paying to park, but instead you're funding a scammer. Police in two Texas cities have warned about the new scam involving fraudulent QR stickers on parking meters. They are leading you to a scam website. And guess what? The police meter maids are still going to give you a ticket parking there. Austin city officials say that workers found stickers on 29 of the 900 parking meters in Austin, Texas, and the city manager of transportation, Jason Redfern for Austin, said we don't use QR codes for this very reason. They're very easy to fake and very easy to place on the devices. I can see it now when you go to court. But Joanna, I beat unpaid on this here QR code. And now you telling me I got to pay the parking ticket again? Man, that shit don't seem fair. 
Maybe y'all need to put some kind of grease up on the parking meter to keep them stickers from being unsticking to it, right? You heard me? It don't work that way. Be careful what you do. Learn your city's parking regulations in advance. Pay the meter there. Or be wise. Get a work from home job. Find a job away from the big city. You'll also have a lesser chance of being mugged, robbed, raped, shot, stabbed, carjacked, assaulted. That's just my opinion. And that's why I stay the hell out of big cities and even smaller cities like New Orleans. New Orleans still thinks it's a big city, but it is not. It's got big city problems, but it's not a big city. When you think about commuting, how long does it take you to get from the west side of the Houston, Texas Metroplex over to the east side from Bucky's to Bucky's, as I say? An hour, hour and a half on a good day? To get from one side of New Orleans city limits at New Orleans East, near the giant concrete tombstone that says New Orleans East, all the way out to Metairie, Louisiana, is like 11 miles, maybe 12 miles. That's nothing. Yet, the people who commute in and out of the city of New Orleans have found a way to turn that 11 miles into a giant shit show five days a week. You think they'd have figured it out by now. The engineers at the Louisiana Department of Transportation and Development have not figured out a way to make traffic flow smoothly. 11 miles? Come on, man. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Truth Hurts program. I hope you enjoyed it. Go out there and try and make it a great day, and we'll see you on the next program. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Audionautics.